Previously, I'd made videos about proper pronunciation of Sanskrit and to a little extent Bengali, with the understanding that we who are active in Krishna consciousness, daily we say so many words in Sanskrit. So you might as well get it right and pronounce it properly. Now, it just occurred to me or was brought home to me something which I hadn't thought of much previously in the matter of pronunciation. It's amazing how some simple things just you, you miss. It, it misses your attention even after many years. But now it's come to my attention. And I'll share that with others who would like to be benefited. I, I encourage you to be benefited by trying to pronounce Krishna's language as well as you can. So it came to my attention recently in my series of talks on Vishnu Sahasranama, one name, Sundar, was followed by, the by another name, Sunda. There's not much difference. The spe if you put the spelling in English, then Sundar is spelled S-U-N-D-A-R-A, and Sunda is spelled S-U-N-D-A. There's an R-A at the end of the first. It's a different meaning, and it's differently pronounced. The in most Indian languages, or well, especially North Indian languages, especially Hindi, the uh at the end of Sanskrit words, when they're pronounced in Hindi, as many of them are, they, they're standard part of Hindi, just like the word sundar is a standard part of Hindi, meaning beautiful. It's a common name also. Then it's pronounced with the r pronounced at the end. <clears throat> we don't have that in English. If we say, for instance, the word farmer, farmer, what does it mean? F-H-A-R-M-A, -A, farmer. Oh, now I'm pronouncing the... Uh, Farmer means that sometimes used as a short term. Well, it's it's a generic uh, prefix, I guess you call it a pharmacopoeia, pharmacy, pharma, pharmaceutical, pharmacist, and so on. And if we just pronounce it shortly, farmer. So it just sounds like an. Uh, there's also the word farmer, which is spelled differently, different etymology, completely different meaning. It means someone who does farming or who owns a farm. Uh, but in English, for all intents and purposes, the two words are pronounced the same. But as they're used in very different con contexts, you wouldn't get mixed up about what they mean. Similarly, in English, we, we say the word uh, toward, carbon, you could say carbon and pronounce the rum more, or you could say toward. It would sound a little strange if you said toward and deliberately pronounce the r. It's silent, toward. It, 
So the root becomes largely silent in many English words, but it's not like that in Sanskrit. We say so many words in Sanskrit regularly in our daily practice of Krishna consciousness, words with r in, which we may not pronounce the r very uh, clearly. Kandarpa koti kamaniya vishesha shobham. We sing daily on Srila Prabhupada's order. Kandarpa. Now, the anglicized pronunciation of that would be kandapa. But there is a difference. If you listen carefully, kandapa is without pronouncing the r, and kandarpa is pronouncing. And in, in modern Hindi and other Indian languages also, there are what are called upper branches or mispronunciations of Sanskrit words. So just like the Sanskrit word sarpa means snake, is one of the words for snake, is often because in Hindi the last a is often dropped, and then the root sound is also dropped, so it becomes sarp. Uh, this is the way that these uh, Prakrita languages come into being, is the uh, mispronunciation of, of Sanskrit uh, <clears throat> and simplified grammar. So there are many words. Uh, Sava, sava, we often say. It's a common word in Sanskrit or in Hindi. Uh, sarva Shaktiman, Bhagavan is all-powerful. It's not Sava, it's Sarva. For those like myself raised speaking English, we, we might not even hear the difference, but there is a difference. So we should try to pronounce there are two very common and important words in our Sanskrit terminology, karma and karma. They sound very much the same if you don't pronounce that r in karma clearly. One is karma, which means desire or lust, and the other is karma which means work, action, and so on. Yāyālibhīr yuktīr apekṣaniya Yāyālibhīr yuktīr apekṣaniya So we may just leave out that rough sound, but it's better to try to pronounce it. Yāyālibhīr, not yāyālibhī. Another point which I've mentioned before concerning pronunciation is not to split words in the wrong place. As, for instance, in singing Sri Gurvashtakam, we often, just one example of many, we often hear devotees sing Sri Radhika Ma Dhavayorap. I'm emphasizing, I'm extending the gap. <laughs> but Sri Radhika Ma they, they, they make a little gap for musical cadence or whatever. But actually it has to be pronounced as one word. They don't make a gap between ma and ha. It can be done. It will have to be done if you're, if you're 
it, it, it might be difficult not to do if we're singing. Sometimes we have to take a break, short break. <clears throat> Here's another common one. Sangsara dava nalalidha loka. It's, it's not proper. It has to be sangsara dava nalalidha loka. Or just in one continuous flow, sangsara dava nalalidha loka. It's just not acceptable within the Sanskrit language to split dava nala. Some are acceptable and some are not acceptable. Just like if we say bhakti vedanta, that's not acceptable because you break up the word bhakti, which is non-breakable. But if you say, if you sing bhakti shrimate bhakti vedanta, that's possible. Even though bhakti vedanta is joined here as one name, but the participles bhakti and vedanta are they're different particles. What's the word? Particles of the word. Participles of the word. And so it's okay to split that. You need, I guess, a little knowledge of Sanskrit to work this out, but you can get it by looking at the songbook and seeing where the hyphens come. Just like uh, that comes, what was that? Nana. Nikunja yuno rati keli ya ya libhir yukti rapakshani. No, is it not? I just saw in the, the in one of Srila Prabhupada's books the the hyphen had been left out, so I sent it to Dravida Prabhu to make the correction. But I'm just not remembering now because I didn't prepare the class properly. It'll talk. So uh, wherever the hyphen is, it's acceptable to break. Wherever it's not there, better not to break it lest you make a mistake. To give an example in English of the kind of confusion or that would be caused by breaking words where they shouldn't be broken. If someone asks someone else, what is your occupation? It's easily understood what he means. But he, if he asks him, what is your occupation? The person doesn't know, what's he talking about? What is your occupation? He thinks, well, what's an ocu? And he thinks my name is Patient. He's, he's asking me, calling me by the name Patient, and asking me what, what my, what my ocu is. And if, okay, 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 he means what is your occupation. Then, then he replies, I am a garden, a. Uh. And the other person thinks, what does he mean he's a garden? He said, I am a garden, er. Er means he's thinking of something else to say. It, be, it becomes non-understandable. Names, uh, who is that person? That person is Bor, is Johnson. <laughs> it sounds very strange. So similarly, if we sing, for instance... In Bengali, it's a common one I often hear also in the Tulasiati Kirtan. Nayane he ribo sada. Nayane her ibosa. It becomes meaningless. 
Heribo is one word. I will see. But hair, ibo, has no meaning. So we are singing to God and he understands the language and he understands what's in your heart, but we should try to pronounce it properly. That's all. Try. Try to do everything nicely for Krishna. Hare Krishna.